under your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to be. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Welcome. Nice and smooth. Who is this? Off the top of my head, I don't know. You'll know once the singing starts. Uh, Fools everybody. It's like, is that America? Is that Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young? You know who it is. I taste of the city life and it's not for me. Destiny. Now I do dream of this. Well, this one, he was experimenting with a lot of different sounds. Exactly. This is the album. They did a couple albums with Gamble and Huff, the guys who did the OJs and whatnot. And uh, they finally were like, okay, we had a hit or two, but we're just going to produce our own album. Exactly, exactly. This was pre uh, off the wall. Yes. Yeah, so he's he's young Michael, but he's he's not kid Michael. Exactly, he's he's still learning his sound. Right. Yeah, and this is one I'd never heard before until I got the vinyl, and the it, Destiny vinyl. Yeah, yeah, and it came on. I'm like, oh man. And there are other parts of the song that I'll, I'll get to that just it's like my happy marching music. It's like I accomplished some goal. Like I'm gonna march around. I'm gonna dance around. <laughs> There's just one part of it. I've I'll play it later. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, folks, you're listening to Joey Clark Radio Hour. If you didn't know that already, where have you been, you bums? <laughs> where have you been? My guest this evening, sitting alongside me, is Brandon. God's gift, ladies and gentlemen. How y'all doing tonight? No, I think things are going pretty well. Now, we have to address some of the news. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We Number got one, to. Bill Cosby. Found yeah. guilty. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. I. I have some feelings about that because, like I said, I feel like a lot of this came about when he was talking about. He didn't actually put anything into work, but when he was talking about buying NBC and the fact that he's one of the few celebrities who actually have enough money to do it. Now, all of a sudden, oh, guess what? This from the 70s comes up. Now, it. It went viral right after Hannibal Burris made a joke and somebody filmed. I don't think Hannibal like put it out there like I'm going to get Bill Cosby. I think he just made a joke about what a lot of comedians have known for a while. And from what I've gathered, it's not like they actually knew, knew, like they really knew. It's just it's always this rumor. It's like America's dad. Who's this clean-cut guy? Also, he drugs women and does things to well, him. Well, well, that's and, just like that's and, just like uh, earlier this week, Lisa Bonet. Uh, a lot of people, if you don't know, she played Denise on the Cosby Show. Yeah. She came out and said he had a sinister energy about him. I was like, really? Sinister energy. Yeah, but I mean, to come out and say that now. If that's something you always believe, okay, cool. But she had nothing bad to say when she was cashing those sinister checks. Right. 
You know, and she still cashed those checks off the rebroadcast of a lot of those shows. And not only the Cosby show, she was on a different world, too. So she gets two checks. And mentioning Bill Cosby, there's the news report right behind us. Yeah, and it's, you know... There, you see a lot of this stuff, actually. Um, not exactly what Cosby did and has now been found guilty of, but uh, people can do amazing things, can be icons, can provide great entertainment, or they can achieve whatever success in life. And they can also still do terrible things. Of, of, of course, but at the same time, like I said, you know, I was making this uh, point because we were having kind of a cooler talk downstairs, and yeah. I was letting them know. I'm like, okay, if I'm a 17-year-old young lady, I'm trying to get into acting. Bill said he's going to help me. Okay, that's cool. Why would I go to a married man's mm. hotel room at 2 a.m., at 17 years old, at 2 a.m., to go over acting lines? Come, come on now. I mean. I, I'm like, really? Come, I'm, and, and see yeah. what, what, what it is. She did what she did. Her career didn't work out, and years later, she seen the gravy train come and was like, hey, I know him. Oh, I remember that thing that happened between... Oh, yeah, let me put my but, name on the suit, too. What it take, And it's what he's been convicted of, though. It's I think it's one thing, the casting couch questions, some people know what they're getting into, some people don't and wish they didn't have to deal with it, whatever. It's when the icky part is when you start drugging people. And doing something to somebody. You know to, what I mean? To be honest, that's... That's where it's like, whoa! It, 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 and I understand that. But at the same time, that culture is nothing new, though. True. That's been happening for years. Yeah. And if you don't believe me, watch any Lifetime movie. <laughs> Every Lifetime movie has Lifetime. that story storyline. You know, oh, I want to be the rebellious daughter... And I'm going to go to this party even though my mom told me not to. Right. And I'm going to take this drink from this complete stranger. Yeah. And there it is. It was a great... There was a whole set of series uh, or a whole set of episodes in a season of Veronica Mars around that. There's a rapist on campus. How are you going to solve it, Veronica it, it, Exactly. Uh, there's an right. episode of a show I used to watch uh, on the W on the CW called uh, One Tree Hill. Yeah, I've watched One Tree Hill, too. Now, I would watch that in college drunk and cheer for the bad guy. I really would. You know, know, uh, Peyton, (laughs) and if a lot of people don't know, uh, one of the characters, Peyton, goes to a party, and it's this guy that's into the dark music she likes, who's saying the right things. Right. Oh, I'm just going to make us a drink. Okay, cool, then. No. You know, she turns her back, and I'm like, come on. It's like, don't do it. Come on. And don't you know you know this. You know, one-on-one. If you're accepting a drink from somebody, number one, I'm going to eyeball you making it. Right. I'm not going to turn my back and just trust that you're over there at your dresser just, you know, pouring two cups. It doesn't right. take that long to pour a drink. No, you're bringing back memories now for me. Oh, I yeah. literally oh, yeah. would, Troy usually joins me on Mondays. I would, that was when I was drinking a lot. Yeah. Like, we would just put back whiskey, watch One Tree Hill, and root for Dan, the bad guy, <laughs> the, the evil dad. It was just an a-hole. And you know what? The, the funny thing about that is I like Dan, but... I don't know when him and Nate, when Lucas and Nathan jumped him in like season three. I was I was hoping they beat the crap out of him, oh, sure. and then he started winning. I was like, "Come on, come y'all on. can take the old man." No, you're in no. your twenties, but you gotta worry about that old man strength. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. I'm starting to feel it myself. I'm sure you felt as you've gotten a little older. Oh yeah. I, I, without working out, I'm still stronger than I was in my early twenties. I mean, I, I think that's that irritation strength, like. 
so many things are irritating you now, so you just store it for one day. When that mm-hmm. one young guy just runs off at the mouth, and then you can just be like, you know what? Come here real quick. Right, right. Yeah, come here. I'm gonna. Well, and it's also it's not just strength, like physical. It is. It's a mindset. But um, another thing that's going on here, uh, you know, that concert is coming Friday. Yes. Um, the well for the opening of the Equal Justice Center. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which I, I think is kind of a. I look at it like a double-edged sword with that. Like it, bl- it brings a lot of celebrities to Montgomery. But to me, it's just for the wrong reasons. We, I mean, we have a lot coming. Let's go over them. So, I mean, I think Oprah's in town. Yeah, she's hiding out at a B&B somewhere, some unsuspecting location downtown. Oh, yeah, well, I bet you it is a bed and breakfast. Exactly. Uh, Common is here. John Legend. Uh, the Dave Matthews Band. Uh, wow. Kurt Franklin. Tasha Cobbs. Um, it's a lot of stars. Gary Clark Jr., I've always wanted to see him. Yep. And uh, John Legend's wife, uh, Christy Teigen, is here. Mm. Uh, she was here yesterday, and she tweeted out on Twitter yesterday, uh, what are some good places to eat over in, uh, in Montgomery? And then, like, thousands just commented, you know, Dreamland. And, you know, everybody was just giving a, giving their opinion. You know, I, I told her, I told her Joe's down on, uh, West Fairview. You right. know, that's, that's kind of like the hidden gem of, of Montgomery. Right. Yeah, it, it's, um, it's weird because some of these folks, I think Stevie Wonder's performing? Yeah, man. It's, okay, like Stevie Wonder. I obviously know who Stevie Wonder is. Who doesn't? Yes. But it's like you realize when they're here, it's like, oh, it's a real person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, well, Jesse Jackson was here today, too. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. Jesse. Oh, yeah. Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Hope they're listening right now. <laughs> How you doing? Man, I, I remember when he ran for president, man. Oh, yeah. That was so crazy. Keep you, hope alive. Well, and I know, especially if Jesse's listening now, you remember that hot mic moment? Oh, yeah. When he was mad at Obama? <laughs> 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 but, oh. but another thing, man, I was thinking about, like, when it came to this, this is, like I said, it's a double-edged sword. But Wrong it's a, reason. Yeah, yeah, because that's just like, do you know what April 12th was this past month? No. Yeah, it was uh, the Holocaust Remembrance Day, uh, but but like, nobody even even mentions it in in World War Two in Nazi Germany. Okay. It, exactly, but nobody mentions that. Right. But at the same time, they keep telling us, "Oh, forget about slavery. Forget about all that." Mm-hmm. You know that happened so long ago. But there are so many reminders, and to me, this is just really another reminder. Yeah. You know I, of horrific actions and things that's happened. Well, my hope is that from just seeing the photos of how the the center is going to work, my hope is it is done in a way that gets people actually talking about things. I, it, because it doesn't seem to me like it's all that incendiary, but it is enough to bring out, here's what happened. Like, here is the actual scale across all of the South of lynchings, where I like I've seen the photos before, um, but I once you get that visual, well, well, my, it, it, my, it puts my, it in perspective. My whole thing is um, during when I was in elementary uh, was when they first came with the film uh, Eyes on the Prize, which is a great film. I just would not advise you to show that to a child. Oh, right. You know that. Now I, I was wondering why did we have to have permission slips to see that and everything, and when I actually seen it. Mm-hmm. I seen why, because, like, yeah, 
It, it messes with well, you. I went to Catholic school. They made us watch like these abortion videos, and pre- I'm like, "What? What? No, no, uh, no!" Uh, and I'm, I'm telling you, like I say, stuff like that, it, it, it stays with you. Yeah. And it does. And you know, I, I think it can be a good talking point, but as far as Montgomery, Montgomery is known for too much of that. You know, right. I, I would like to focus more on. You know, the redevelopment of downtown, some right. of the changes that are coming to our school system. I mean, something else besides just the negativity of this happened. Exactly. Back in the day type things. Right. And I mean, I guess the guy's putting it on is saying, I, I want us to be able to understand, to be able to move forward. I get all of that. But I, I also really do see where you're coming from. And it does sometimes people might walk up on it and wherever they're coming from in life. They might not get the correct message, and they might not end up having a good conversation. It, it, exactly, and see, that's just like the whole Edmund Pettus Bridge. Like, I'm not even from Montgomery, but I've heard that like a hundred times. Oh, you've been near Ed, Edmund Pettus Bridge. Oh, well, you know this happened there, it, and it's just so many stories, negative stories mm-hmm. that are associated with that. And you know, being where I'm from, you know, I try to focus. I try to focus on the positive. Right. You know, because everything can't be negative. And, you know, Montgomery is up and coming. You know, there's a lot of things going on here. Well, I I'm, I don't know. I was thinking about my own life. And some of the things that I worry about is like, okay, and this is just thinking about me looking in the mirror. Okay. Like, I've gone through periods in life where I wanted, like, the whatever it was. I wanted this particular thing on a very shallow level, like I want a car or whatever, mm-hmm. or I want success and to be admired or whatever it is. I want, I want love. Okay. And I wouldn't say it just like love. I want these things like that, but I don't want to put in the work for it. I don't want to, which often means a little bit of suffering. I don't want to put the work in, but I've also been in other periods in my life where all I was doing was wallowing in my suffering and it was kind of directionless. And so I'm like, there are, and it made me think, looking at myself, there are a lot of people in their own way, in many different ways, who either wallow in whatever's wrong or want something immediately. And so they're constantly disappointed when they realize, oh, crap, I got to work for this. And and you know what? I think over time, that's what's kind of happened to America. You know, it used to be like back in the 40s and 50s, America was where you put in the work and... You know, you you got your nice house in the suburbs, you got your family, you you picket fence. And see, through the years, that's changed. You know, around the 80s, they were like, our parents were like, you know what? We don't want to do what our parents did. (laughs) I do not want to work in no plant. I don't want to do nothing. I want to travel Europe for the next five years and just live like a vagabond. And, you know, it just translated from the 80s to the 90s. And now you have these directionless people in the world now. Right. And it's... Also, I think it's somewhat with... You're, we're kind of in the same generation. I think yes. we about are. Uh, what they call millennials. Of course. And in my experience, with school especially, it was like, be a good boy, or girl in any case, and jump through these hoops, and jump through this next hoop. Now go to college. Now get the degree. And then do job interviews. And it just felt like... And even in college where I'm thinking, especially as I showed up as a freshman, oh, I'll be able to, like, fashion this and pick what I want to do. It's like, no, you're stuck in these kind of tracks that we call you, degrees. And you know, you know, you know what movie messed, really messed it up for us? 
The Matrix. When everybody <laughs> saw The Matrix and was like, oh my God, that's me working at a cubicle. Yeah. I have to break free or like Neo. Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, have to break, I have to break free like Neo. Right. I will never work again. And yeah, that's why they're saying Social Security is not going to be there for us. But no doubt, I like things, but the, and the idea of I've gone through life most of my life obviously being directed by other people and things around me and whenever i've tried to push to do my own thing i've kind of quickly given up it i found myself a bit miserable well, in that well, well at the same time you have to think about our parents they had these same thoughts but it was always the fear of if I try something new and it doesn't work, right. my child has to eat at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, bills still got to be paid. You know, that's when men made those decisions like, you know what? I'm just going to go to this plant job, do what I need to do, put in my 30 years, oh, yeah. retire. My kids are going to be fed. They're going to go off to college and they will eventually inherit the life I wanted. Well, I guess what I'm saying is that even when you go to college and you get that opportunity, uh, there's, I think there's a mentality for a lot of folks that life is like paint by number. Yeah. If you follow the rules and you do what's correct, life will work out. No, no. And in my experience, at least, that's not how life is. Exactly. And, and see, that's just like um, the state of Alabama just asks, well, they're getting $80, $80 million to redo, like, to redo and to put up new prisons here. Yeah, but at the same time, they're closing schools. Oh and, yeah, and, and, and I try to I try to explain to people what is that telling you because they did the same thing in Detroit. Well, with with the prison population, number one, uh, it's a mess. I hope they don't. The first proposal was a like a max huge what, what, super what, prison. Exactly. I and, don't and, like and that you, idea. And, and you think about it, number one, you have to have workers to work it. Yeah, which can bring jobs, but at the same time, you have to fill that prison up too. So that means an inflation of, you know, petty crimes and stuff like that. They're going to start giving, you know, people prison time for jaywalking. Well, I certainly, I do not like the idea. They call them private prisons in a way they are because a private company will be contracted and come in. But it's like a, for lack of a better word, it's like a mixed economy. The the dirty word I actually had in my head immediately was fascist. Uh, where the, and by that I don't mean like Hitler and Mussolini. No, no, I mean no, like no. a mix of government power with private companies and private profit. It, and, it, and see, what a lot of people don't know about those private prisons is they report what they want to right. the government. You know, and the government is basically like, long as you're making your numbers and paying your taxes, we'll stay out of your hair. Well, and I don't, th I don't know if that's what the state of Alabama was proposing. I remember Bentley threw something out there when he first came in, and everybody kind of rejected it. They wanted an open-ended uh, checkbook, a blank check to build these huge prisons where and, we hadn't and, seen and, the designs, and. They're also the people are people in the government in the state of Alabama are worried about this because they're worried the feds are going to say, well, you well, 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 you, you like I said, when you build when, when you build super prisons, you have to have people to go in them. Oh, huh? yeah. you know what I'm saying? And people don't don't think about stuff like that. You know, your child can do something as petty as trying to take a bag of chips from Walmart and they will give them two years for that. Two years for a bag of chips? I'm telling you. Well, 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 and you know who else says stuff like this? They said this in the 90s. You know, oh, it's just a, it's just a little bit of weed. Well, it's 12 years of your life now. Yeah, with weed, and you know me, I want it legal. 
Yeah. Um, and not even that regular. It's a plant. And I but, should be able to grow it how but, I wish. But, but see, they gave... They they basically did the same thing in the nineties when Bush Senior was in in office, mm-hmm. and it was like they made drug they vilified drugs like oh, oh yeah you know you're just you're just gonna smoke this little stuff and it's just gonna take you take you away and well no this goes back to uh, I've been reading a book called the Progressive Era okay um, it goes starts with like how big business wanted to control things and the first big business was the eighteen sixties railroads of course and so. Railroads were getting all sorts of special deals with local, state, and the national government, and they were beating competitors up in that regard. Like, guys were connected. Like, there's one guy who's connected to the U.S. Treasury Secretary. He bought 20,000 acres of land to move his railroad and build his railroad. Problem was, there were already 20,000 settlers there. But the government just decided, no, he owns it now. Not you guys actually worked the land and it started living here. But if if you can go talk to, I think his name's like Roy something, you can go talk to Roy if you like, and he'll sell some parcels back to you. The government gave that guy, he wasn't even the highest bidder, gave him 20,000 acres for a dollar an acre. The average buyback price from the guys that were actually living there was a dollar ninety-two. Makes a huge windfall. Of it's course. all essentially this subsidized land. But here's the, the point why I bring up this book. You've got the business interests coming together realizing, oh, if we need control, we need to get all these special deals from the government. And then you also got this toxic mix of what is called pietism. Like, if we want to bring about the kingdom of God, uh, we have to prepare it. We have to prepare the earth for it. Like, we need to bring it back out, bring it about here on earth. And, oh, the best means for doing that is central government control. Well, well, I'm going to put it to you like this. What it is... The school system doesn't have enough money, so it's failing. So, you know, the smart thing to do would be to take that $80 million and invest some of it, just some of it, back into our public school system. But they don't want public schools here. They want you paying for school, for, for your child to go to a decent school. Here's the thing. 90% of all tax revenue collected in the state of Alabama is earmarked for public education. Now... Ninety percent. That leaves ten percent for everything else. Saying saying that, I visited uh, my my cousin. Uh, she goes to, well, yeah, she goes to um, local high school here. Yeah. Don't want to name the high school. Okay. None of that. I'm sure. Now I I went to go visit her in class and stuff. You know, say my hellos, and I happened to see a book that she had. Um, right. I think it was a a math book, and you know I was looking through it, and I happened to look at the front of it, and the front of it says. 1997. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's expensive. No, no, no. No, I mean, like, it was May 1997. Now, this is... Right. Yeah, yeah, but this this is the thing. I bet you, bottom dollar, I can go to Hoover, Hoover High School, and look at their books. I bet you. If they have a book that's more than three years old, I would be surprised. Yeah. And I see, mean, and see, that's the difference. Now you said ninety percent of the revenue is earmarked, hmm. earmarked, right? Yeah. Which means it has to work through a filter system, and I call that filter system the hand greasing system. Oh, because each politician, as it moves down the line, has to get their hands. And greased. some of that money goes into overpriced damn textbooks. I, exactly. For instance, it yeah, goes yeah. into all sorts. Yeah, of yeah, but but see, that's part of, that's part of the the realization right there because you you look at. The better high schools, the ones that have the good football teams who keep winning state championships, yeah. they get 
a lot of that money first. And as it trickles down, by the time it gets to schools like, you know, Lee or Lanier, it's really nothing. I mean, I believe also, though, the state has a, a pure pupil average. Like, if you have a certain number of kids, this amount of money has to go there. I think there's also, I'm, I don't know. Oh, and, and, and you know what there that does? There is a disparity. Uh, okay, but you know what that does also? That means a lot of those country schools, you know, those schools out, out in, in La La Land mm-hmm. get a lot of money, too. Well, they get the money up front, but here's a, the big divide. Uh, is actually housing that you're zoned okay. for a certain school. Okay. So think like Mountain Brook in Birmingham. Oh, very nice. And all the homes, fairly expensive. Of course. And I think what happens is the, the state is putting up money, but then you also have people that supplement it, the parents that do, who are rich. Uh, exactly, who, who have the money. Yes. But, but we're talking the average and see, I think that's that's where America has changed because I don't care what anybody says. There is no middle class anymore. See, it is literally yeah. the ones who are just below the poverty line and the ones who are just who are way above it. See, we were having a conversation off air the other day. I don't feel like I have not. Mm, yeah, I, I do. Really, I, I mean, I mean, because I compare to what. You know, my grandfather and, and my mother tell me stuff that they had back in the day. Like, by the time they were my age, mm-hmm. you know, th- you know, car, house. house. Yeah. You know, me, I'm, I'm making it with an apartment. Right. You know, but that's the change of the world today. I don't know, but I don't have a house because, well, that leads me to my point. I've been scared to go and get a house. But, 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 see, but see, guess what? That's been whose choice? Mine and it, 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 thank you. That's, all, that's all I'm a, saying. And, and Brandon, I got to tell folks about somebody. Okay, because we got to hit a break, and I got to tell folks about this person. Go ahead. Do because you know. I've been scared to go get a house. Okay, I've I've felt I'm ignorant of the process. Do I have good credit? Do what's the price range even? How could this work out in any particular way? And I met a guy, His name's Eddie Bader, with the Goodson Group. Now, Bo Goodson, who runs a real estate school, he's very well known as an agent himself uh, here in the area. But Eddie Bader, he kind of took the opportunity on himself personally to get into real estate. He was working a different job. He was working a completely different job. He got into real estate. He's found major success. And I met the guy the other day, and he told me, number one, Joey, don't be afraid. And ignorance is no excuse. So I'm going out with him. On Saturday, midday, we're going to go look at some homes, see how the process works. So, folks, give Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group a call. 322-0662. 322-0662. If you're a first-time home buyer like me, and I hope I can be one, because seriously, based on our conversation, Brandon, he's like, I came to the table like, I'm, I, I can only do the renting, these sort of things. He's like, no, you're throwing money away. Like, there's ways you can make this work. But, uh, again, folks, if you're Montgomery, Prattville, Wetumpka, Lake Jordan, Lake Martin, wherever it is here in the River Region, give Eddie Bader with the Goods and Group a call. 322-0662. 322-0662. You know, that's my dream. I would love to be able to own a little bit of property and rent it out. Or live in it and rent it out to other folks. And... I don't know. I, I think there is there is something has happened in, say, the last 20 years 
where people on the lower end have gotten a raw deal. To me, it has more to do with the way we've run money, like nerdy, wonky monetary policy talk, um, the way the central banks of the world have worked. Uh, is largely what should have happened is with China coming online is there should have been like a healthy deflation. Like everything should cost much less. And it does in some areas of life. You see prices come down. But everything should have cost much less. That way as wages fell some, you would have made up for it. Yeah, but, you, but you, had, you also have the major collapse of 2008 though. Well, that kind of threw everything. Which is another cause by monetary policy. Mm-hmm. Essentially after the dot-com bust they go, well, we need to reinvigorate a boom. So the Federal Reserve lowers interest rates artificially. And a lot of that money that they create out of thin air, which is what they do when they lower the interest rate, is put into housing. Now, there's the whole story of uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. You also lowered standards. Uh, so it's the Community Reinvestment Act. Very well-intentioned. We want people to be able to get homes. And people have taken that making that point is like you're blaming poor people for the crash. No. What happened is they tried to lower standards for being able to get a loan to buy a house. And what happened is very rich people or people that were trying to game the system started buying up all these houses, the subprime mortgages. These things get packaged in in what's called mortgage-backed securities. For decades, mortgage-backed securities are like gold. They're a great investment. Nothing could ever go wrong with a mortgage-backed security because who doesn't pay their mortgage? And so out of this, all this new money's coming flooding in from the Federal Reserve, from the central bank. Standards are being lowered. Housing prices then, with all this new money, start going up, 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 up. Oh, you can start flipping these houses. I'll take out all these subprime. I don't need any collateral. I don't have to put any money down to get a loan to go buy this house. Let me buy a few houses. I'll flip it in a few months. Nothing bad could happen until it goes boom. Because a market can't obviously keep going up and up and up, especially based on crappy credit models. And what happens is the mortgage-backed security that has been incredible, a great and solid investment, and a fairly brilliant security method for decades, they realize, oh no, we don't have just A-plus rated people in these mortgage-backed securities. We don't even have, we've got all these toxic subprime loans that nobody is going to pay in the middle of these mortgages. And it goes boom into the stock market. You get all these other companies that have bet on this security and it, it spreads through the system like a contagion. My point of view at that time was that it should have well, we should have let banks fail. It's not a very popular opinion. I think you should have let all these big investment banks fail. It should not have been propped up. Well, well you you figure at the time, Obama had just came into the White House. Your first day on the job. Hey, oh, yeah. hey, hey, guess what? Yeah. The, the, the housing market just crashed. Right. And while you're dealing with that and letting the banks fail, guess what? Our American car companies have just failed, too. All yeah. except Ford. Right. You know, so GM, Dodge, they're all going under. Right. We need you to solve this right now. Right. So basically, as the president, I basically just had to just bail everybody out. Look, we'll give you money with this. We'll give you some money for the. And it was just. I wouldn't have bailed anybody out. But see, we wouldn't have an American car company oh, right now no. but Ford. And Ford wouldn't have lasted that much longer. I think they would have. No. I, and no. I think what you would have seen is more auto manufacturing would speed up and come to the South. Well, well you have to figure. Look at what's in the South right now Hyundai, right. Kia, all foreign companies. 
There sure. aren't there aren't a lot of American made yeah, but those, car companies those here. people that were working at GM who were talented and also all sorts of people working in the industry there would have been auto manufacturing in the United States is my point. It might not have been the name GM, it might not have been Chevy. Uh, I think Ford would have survived. Uh, but I mean it seems to have worked in a way. But generally my point of view is that you don't bail out these companies. I, I don't and, be, and why do you believe that? Because then people tend to take more risks knowing they will get bailed out. Well, they, I mean, um, that, that that's any owner or CEO. Well, that's what I mean, though, is that these banks, I think, no, they're going to get, they're too big well, well, to well, fail. Well, well, that's just like the insurance companies during the whole Hurricane Katrina thing. When that went down, right. you know, okay, it happened once, you know, the government bailed them out. And let them go bankrupt. You know, they let some of them go bankrupt and didn't have to pay those policies. Right. And the same thing happened in Florida just a few years ago. And it's like they just don't learn their lessons. But here's the ironic thing, like with the housing market crash. Like prices are falling. My God. Wasn't it the whole idea that they changed standards and they put all this new money in and promoted home ownership? George W. Bush talked about it. Clinton talked about it. Is we want every American to have the American dream and own a home. I'm like, yeah. Like, I just got done saying, I would love to own a home. Here's the thing. You can either give people a bunch of credit, you can give them a bunch of loans, or, you know what makes it easy to buy a home? It's when the price falls. It might work in people's favor if you could afford a home without having to take out a ridiculous loan. Or, how about this? Give them a job that, that actually will pay them what they're worth. There's that, too. There's that, too. I'm liking this. Oh, yeah. Good, MJ. Oh, I'm liking this no, conversation, no. too. Oh, oh, yeah, that too, man. I'm just but, liking it all, man. Oh, oh, yeah, but this ain't just MJ. This is the Jackson 5. Yeah. <laughs> Be right back, folks. Joey Clark. Conversations just kept going off air, ladies. And gentlemen. Exactly, exactly. I'm having a blast tonight. So am I, man. So am I. No, but it's this uh, this book I'm reading. I was mentioned earlier. A guy named William Jennings Bryan. He's like, I speak for the everyman. But really, what they ended up being is like, we believe in the exact correct moral things. We're not wrong at all, and we must make. By the way, this is so good. Excuse me. I love that. Oh, yeah, the breakdown. That breakdown is so good. But we have a duty given to us by God to take over the federal government and to force our moral vision on this country to make it a good place. Oh, give me a break. Really? And this is where you get prohibition from. 
Well, well, well. It's actually also where you get a lot of the public schooling from because those damn dirty Catholics well, well, wanted to do their own schooling and they're going to, these immigrants and these Catholics. It's the, the history is fascinating in that regard. It's complicated. Well, well, well if you go back even further than that, you know, the, the Catholic Church, when it, when it wanted everybody to believe in Christ, right. forced its ideas yeah. on... A lot of parts of Europe. Oh, I'm that, not, that, that's how the Vatican took over Europe. Yeah, I'm not pardoning the Catholic Church and its history. I mean, and I would love for Tom Riello to come back on. He, I went to Catholic here in Montgomery. He's now uh, running much of the curriculum over there at Catholic. Great guy. And uh, I don't want to just crap on the Catholic Church out of my backside. Gotcha, the, gotcha. Where else would you crap out of? Um, <laughs> but there... It's not picking on the Catholic Church. It's not picking on the Protestant pietists in America. I just do not like anybody who say, I believe something, and if you disagree with me, I will force you to do it. And if you continue to resist, I will throw you in a cage, and I may kill you. Oh, well, I don't like that way of thinking. It's pretty nasty. That maybe is a, uh, uh, it's appropriate for like somebody's and, and, murdering or hurting people. And, and, and you, okay, and we'll you know what? You know what? That's why U.S. history was one of my favorite classes because I don't know. I just found it so fascinating how different the world was years ago. Like what was legal, what wasn't legal back mm -hmm. then. Like in parts of Europe and even till today. Prostitution is legal. I'm all for and, it being legal. And, and I found that amazing. Like, Arizona is pretty much the only place we have that's like that. Or in Nevada. Oh, yeah. yeah Nevada. Well, well, Vegas. Come well, on. Vegas, yeah. yeah we, we all know the commercials. But, what, what, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Here's the thing. Like, prostitution. I'm all for it being legal. And I also, this is the crazy thing about politics. When I say I'm all for it being legal, if I had a daughter or a girl's friend or whatever, I wouldn't tell them to go be a prostitute. I also, if she got mad at me for saying, how dare you tell me not to be a prostitute, I'd be like, okay, well, if that's what you well, want to well, do. Well, see, that, that's what's messed up in this PC world. You can't really, as a guy, have an opinion because you're wrong either way. If you tell me not to do it, oh, then you're trying to control me. But I will say the number one reason prostitution should be legal is because it would make it much safer. Much, much safer. I, 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 recently, I, I, they just I, I, passed I a law that shut down Backpage and shut down Craigslist. And what a lot of what they call themselves sex workers are saying is we now can't talk to each other. We can't vet what, 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 these but, 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 okay, guys you coming said, to it. You, you, said, you said they shut down Backpage and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So so now I'm on Facebook like everybody else and next thing you know I get this new friend request and you know I'm, I'm in the market I'm on the radio so I'm I just like okay I just accept it. <laughs> and the first message I get is so where can we meet? What? Oh Who? you gotta be careful with that crap. Exactly. And see now I've started scaling my my uh friends list because I'm like if we don't have a friend in common I'm deleting you. Right. I'm not accepting your friend request. And see that's why I got in trouble because I would just, you know, like most people like I'm I'll be at work or something and I'll get a notification, I got seven friend requests. Okay, just accept them all, whatever. Right. And I'll go back to what I'm doing and then later on I get to looking like Oh no, dude! All if these it weird is, messages. I'm like, who are you? I had to um uh, swallow my pride. Uh, for a no little while, no pun intended. Yeah, definitely no pun intended. I, for a little while, I uh, thought, oh wow, all these hot women are friending me. 
It's like, no, you stupid idiot. It's a bot. Exactly. And and they're just automatically scaling you up. Yep. Here, call me at this number. And then that's when you actually talk to the real person and right. she'll set something up. And I'm like, you know, it's not really stopping anything. It's just taking it further behind closed doors. Right. And here's my deal. I wouldn't encourage people to be prostitutes. But I also think when you make it illegal, the only people that will engage in that practice and are probably people that are willing to break the law anyway. It's the same well, well, thing well, with well, drug prohibition well, well, and well, the way you, we treat drugs. Well, you have, to, you have to look at this. There always are going to be people in our society who really don't want to work, who really do just get by mm-hmm. on their looks. Well, and, and, and they're okay with that. They're like, oh, that's fine. It's not going to become yeah. a problem for me until I get 40 or 50. But right now, while I'm in my great 20s and I'm looking great, my skin is great, hey, I don't want to do a 9 to 5. But why not be able to use your assets? Exactly. But like I said, it doesn't become no, but again, it doesn't become a problem till they're 40 or 50 mm-hmm. and have nothing to fall well, back at on. At that point you have you have to save. You, the first women in this country mean it. The first women in this country who carried firearms, who lived independently, who owned property, who had wealth, some more wealthy than most of the men in the country who actually wore colorful clothing, walked down the street without a man accompanying them, uh, said whatever the hell they wanted, were prostitutes and madams. They ran the frickin' political system out in the West. And, I don't know, I can't look at women like that and, I don't know, I just don't get the... I don't want it to just be a point about prostitution. Whether it's drugs, whatever it is in society, I can all day, every day criticize somebody for doing something so that's morally wrong but if they say i don't think it is or maybe it is i don't care about your morals i don't have any desire to then run to a government authority and say make them stop well, well, lock them up well, well, well you have to i don't go- have any desire to do that well you have to go back like tupac said you know i made a g today but you made it in a sleazy way selling crack to the kids mm-hmm. i gotta get paid well a that's right. the way it is. Right. And, you know, you know, he was making a poignant point on that. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, we all got to eat out here. You know, we trying to do the best we can. No, it may be morally wrong, but, hey, I, I got to eat just like you do. Right. I want the same things in this world that you want. You know, but but why do I have to be a sleazy guy to get, get the same things? Because, like, people of industry, like the uh, show Mad Men. Yeah. It showed the behind-the-scenes stuff that went on at those ad agencies. And guess what? Not all of them were squeaky clean. See, but selling crack to kids, too, really only comes up in a legal prohibition market. Yeah, but but remember. This is not see, like you can sue pot. But, 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 but at the same time, cigarettes cigarettes and alcohol have killed more people right. than crack and cocaine and all the oh, illegal drugs combined. I agree. Will ever will. Well, but here, and also, here's my take on that. If I want to smoke, and I want to drink, it's my right to die when I damn well please because of these things that I did but, with but, my life, my body. Leave me alone. I'm not yours to save. I'm not yours to mold for your weird moral utopia. I'm not yelling at you. Uh, oh, I it's know. It's just I like, know. ah! Like, why can't people just simply be free? And if I want to die young... Leave me alone. But at the same time, do you want to know why those two things are not illegal? Because the government can regulate them. Yeah. The government can make money off you buying that. And I sound like a crazy libertarian right now because I am. But uh, 
with anything. Like, if alcohol wants to be regulated a little bit, like, basic sensible rules are fine to me. Like, don't defraud people. Don't poison people. I mean, these sort of things. But people also understand, like... I can drink alcohol and live a pretty long life. Now, if I drink alcohol and I harm somebody else, I should probably go to prison and be punished for that or have to pay recompense but, but, to the but, person but I But you harmed. know what? That's just like um, Law & Order took an incredible story where this guy, uh, like he was an investment firm lawyer, got drunk one night and got into a car accident and killed a family. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, he gets off. You know, because everybody in the courtroom knows he knows he's guilty, but he's well connected. Yep. He's got the money. Right. He's got the family ties. And he, he pays off most of the jurors. And this is this is a point I make all the time too. Given that he's well connected, why do we keep thinking? And I mean we in the most general sense, like we the people think, yeah. We'll just get enough people together, enough people to vote, and we'll take on the corporations and regulate them and make everything right. Like, no. All you're doing is giving them more power. Well, well at the same time, like I said, privilege. Privilege, yeah. privilege in this country gives people, you know, a certain group of people the right to think like that. You know, like most realists know that there's nothing I can do as one person or as one small group to change the world. Only thing I can control is what goes on in my house. Absolutely. You know, but other groups believe that, hey, you know, we can save the world. Right. We are the world. We're the future. Yeah. It no. leads to a Messiah complex, man. There are literally people, preachers from the pulpit, like World War One, and this is like the culmination of the progressive, the stuff I was talking about earlier, like late 19th century, early 20th century progressivism. Weird stuff. Eugenics. All sorts of control. Like People saying, we are the Christ nation, meant to sacrifice ourselves to save the world. What in the... No! No, you're not Jesus. And no, you as a nation, that's not what Jesus meant by sacrificing. Well, well, well at, at the same time, it's not the first time, nor the last time that the Bible will be taken out of context. That's number sure. one. Number two... Hitler believed that Germans were the chosen people. Right, he did. And that everybody else should just die. Like, yeah. really? It's like, what? what? But, but yet, and, and see, I find it weird. What do you think would have happened if Hitler wins and Japan wins? What did Hitler and what are the Germans in Japan well, do? Well, well, you know what? I, I believe we wouldn't have so many dang on documentaries on Hitler <laughs> on AMC and the American Channel. <laughs> He has more documentaries than, than the most of our presidents. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking every month. The new yeah, Hitler documentary. You know, Hitler wrote this book. Hitler thought this. Hitler, 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 Hitler. I'm like, really? <laughs> Hitler's more famous than Elvis. Yeah, it's almost like there is a weird fetish or obsession. That we, like, we defeated the guy. He's the most evil thing ever. And this is what he was thinking. And, and it's the same thing with uh, Charles Manson. Right. They are obsessed with him. Oh, yeah. He never killed That's, anybody. He just convinced a group of people to do the killing. There's something and they studied seductive him. about evil. That's actually the best bad guys are the ones that you understand where they come from. That's why I'm so pumped for Infinity War. And, and, and you know what? They're I'm, seductive. They make sense. And you know what? I'm pumped for the new uh, Venom film that's coming out, too. Because yeah. it, it shows him in a different light. It's yeah. not just, oh, I'm a villain of Spider-Man. No, it's, hey, this is what 
how how it built to be. This is how I was a crusader and kept getting knocked down by the big guys. Now I finally have power. Now I'm one of the big guys now, and I'm going to make them pay. Oh, it's it kind of to sum this up to me. The tyrant and you is the tyrant to me. The point is we're all very capable of being corrupted, of doing evil things, some worse than others. I'll it, say. Exactly. Everybody, everybody has the... The capacity for good or evil. Well, and it's something I first heard Christopher Hitchens say, but it's it's old satirical rhyme. We are the pure and chosen few, and all the rest are damned. There's room enough in hell for you. We don't want heaven crammed. <laughs> don't act like you're always on the side of the saints. It's a good way to end up in hell. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good saying. Right. Well, I just made it up. Not the whole, we don't want heaven crammed, but, you know. Yeah. I just kept going. <laughs> Brandon, this is fun, man. Oh, yeah, man. We got to do this again sometime, Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. Folks, I'll be back tomorrow night. Talk to you all then. Stupid.